Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Okie Dokie, and I'm your host, Elena Stoddard. And first off, I want to start this episode off by just saying happy holidays. I mean, I know that this is probably going to be the only episode that I upload, and it's during the holiday season, and it comes right after Christmas if you celebrate it, and it's before the start of a new year. And so that got me thinking that for this week's content, I kind of wanted to do a little reflection moment and then share out loud with the class. I want to talk about three things that I think this year has really taught me and things that I've been focusing on, and then some things that I want to try and implement moving forward into the new year, which is 2023, right? It is 22. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what year it is anymore. Um, But if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, not another stupid, silly New Year's resolution type crap. Okay, listen, I, I have varying opinions on New Year's resolutions. On one hand, I think they are pretty stupid. I don't think that you have to wait for the start of a new calendar year to change something or do something to make you feel better. But at the same time, I think that a new year just marks a great time to reflect and think about how things went and maybe just make a little mental note for the future. And it doesn't have to be at the start of a new calendar year. Maybe you do this at the end of every academic year. Maybe you do this every year on your birthday. Or maybe you don't take time to reflect at all. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, that's what I want to do for the content of today's episode. So I hope that you enjoy and maybe this will inspire you and give you some ideas of your own for the future. Alrighty, first up, starting with the reflection category. So I'm going to be talking about three things that I've really think that this year has taught me or at least emphasized. I mean, how much of this did it really stick in my brain? Debatable, questionable. But definitely, I think the universe kind of threw these things at me and was like, hey, listen up, bits. You better start doing this stuff, you know. So let's just get into it. The first thing would be not comparing myself to others. And I think that comparison is a time-old saying where people are like, yeah, don't compare yourself to others. You're perfect just the way you are. Everyone's on their own path. Don't, don't, bother, don't bother judging yourself. And although all those things are correct, I think that it is a lot easier said than done not to compare yourself to those around you. So right now I'm a sophomore in college and around this age, I'm in business school by the way, everyone in the business school is highly encouraged to obtain a summer internship. And internships when you don't have any previous experience are pretty tough to come by because it's like you need experience in order to get an internship. But if you have no experience, how are you going to get your first internship? So it's kind of just like a loop of, oh my, you know? And so I think that the internship hunt has been a challenging time for a lot of people around me just because it's stressful. It feels like college applications all over again, except there's no acceptance rate percentage. And it's just a great time to feel crappy about yourself. Because you go on LinkedIn and seven of your classmates have 
internships with the biggest banks or jewelry shops or insurance companies. I don't know, you name it. And I think that's something that has helped keep me from falling down that rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, everyone around me is so put together. They, they have their life together. They have internships. Ah. It's just remembering that everyone is on their own path. And that's so cliche. But I have to remember that if I'm constantly looking over, you know, to see what other people are doing, it's going to take away from what I'm doing. And so a great analogy to this is running. So in high school, I was on, I did cross country. I was on my school's, my high school's team. And throughout a race, you can either, so races were a 5k, so which is about three miles-ish. Yeah. And during a race, you can either focus on yourself, you know, keep your eyes up, focus on your breathing, focus on your pace, see how you feel, you know, focus on the girl ahead of you, trying to catch up with her, pass her, you know, you got to focus on yourself. But also during a cross country race, you might get distracted, you might end up looking down more than often, maybe you're looking at the scenery too much, or even worse, you're looking behind you, you're looking to the sides of you, you're looking at the other competitors running around you. And personally, I think that when you do that, when you stop focusing on yourself during a cross-country race and you start looking at your competitors, you start to just mess up more. I mean, your breathing gets out of whack, maybe your pace struggles, you start to feel insecure or nervous. And I think that is a great analogy that you can apply to any part of your life is that, you know, in a way, some people might say life is one big, long cross-country race. Sometimes what I, that's what I say to myself in my head. I mean, this analogy isn't perfect because you're not always fighting for first place, but it is something that's long and it's going to be tough. And maybe the scenery or the people aren't around you are not always going to be the best for you to focus on, but you have to keep going and remembering yourself. And so I think thinking of things that way is a great way not to compare myself to others. I got to focus on myself, got to focus on my own race at the moment. And if I look behind me, it's going to slow me down. If I look at the scenery too long, it's going to distract me. So just thinking this way has really helped me stop comparing myself. And along with that, I also just don't go on social medias that give me the opportunity to compare myself. For instance, right now and for the past month, I really haven't had a lot of time on Instagram. Don't get me wrong, I love Instagram. I have an account, I post, I love to follow my friends, see what they're up to, etc., etc., But at the same time, I think that unless you're going to do something intentional on Instagram, like post, or go look at a certain account, maybe it's like an art account that you really like, or a sports channel, you know, if you're just mindlessly scrolling, I think it it leaves your subconscious open to comparison, which is why not being on Instagram and not scrolling through my LinkedIn feed is also a great thing for me and my mental health. The second thing that I've really been working on or the universe has just thrown at me, whatever you want to call it, would be working on a school slash work to life balance. And so I think that it's very tough for anyone to balance out, you know, doing your best in work, school, doing things, you know, that are going to push you forward in your future, but also taking time to enjoy the present. Simply to live your life. Because if you spend all of your college career like just grinding 24-7, yeah, you're going to have an amazing GPA. And you're probably going to get great internships, get an amazing job, make bank, you know what I mean? 
but did you really enjoy the last four years of your life? I mean, is it worth it to give up, you know, making great friends, exploring the town? Like, for example, I go to college in New York City, so giving up exploring the city, you know, doing new things. Is that worth it? And I think that that's something that I've had to ask myself lately is figuring out how to make a healthy balance of working on school and working for things for my future and my career, but also just making time to be a college student. When else am I going to be in college? When else am I going to be 19, 20 years old again? So just figuring out that balance has been really big for me. And now I... Don't know for sure, but what if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, Elena, everyone preaches work-life balance. Like, we've been new, sis. How do I actually accomplish these things? Well, I think one very manageable first step that one can take towards achieving a healthy work-life balance is simply remember that as hard as you work, you have to take the same time to rest. Well, maybe not the exact same, but let's say you're doing 60% work, a minimum 40% rest. If not, it should be 50-50. And don't get me wrong, I think that there's exceptions like during finals season or when you're home for a break, then, you know, final season, you're going to have much more work. And if you're home for a break, you know, you might rot, you might relax, you might watch more TV than you should. And so I think that just keeping in mind that the two in the end, they need to even out. Because if you work too much, then you're going to be, you're going towards the road of burnout, my friend. And if you don't take enough time to rest, I mean, if you take too much time to rest, my bad, then, you know, are you really making the most of what you could get out of your education or your work life, working towards your future? You know, that type of thing. The third thing that I'm going to be talking about that I think has really come into fruition lately in my life would be the idea that you need to not let your past define your present or your future. And so I think that this really has hit me lately because I recently started dating someone. I haven't been in a committed romantic relationship since around my sophomore junior year of high school like I haven't had like a serious relationship you know and when I say serious I'm like 19 so like take that with a grain of salt you know am I getting married and like you know and getting ready to settle no no but I think that today especially in young people's dating lives if you settle down or you agree to like date date someone it's kind of a big deal you know especially with like hookup culture running rampant and people have commitment issues and dating apps so yeah anyways point is I'm in a relationship and I at first you know it was one of those situations where both people knew they liked each other but one person was like a little unsure and the other person was like I'm down and so if you can't already figure it out I was the person that was a little unsure and I was unsure not because of the guy but because of my own past experiences and I was like am I really ready to date again like that's that's a lot of emotional vulnerability and a lot of work and do I want to do that and I think that in my head, I was almost creating reasons not to go for this relationship. And all those reasons and stuff were coming out of a place of fear or just like just being influenced by my past relationships. And I think that being able to just kind of tell myself, okay, shut it. There's never going to be a perfect time to date. 
you just gotta go for it. Like, you know, back to the work-life balance again. Like, hey, you deserve to be happy. And if you want to date someone, great. You should go for it. And so I think that is the third thing that has really come to me lately. It's just don't let past mistakes or issues or just past unhappy experiences taint what potential great experiences you could experience in the future. Alrighty, so I am finished with the three things from 2022 that have really come to the forefront of my mind lately. And now I want to transition into what I want to do for 2023. And I hope that you find these things interesting. Maybe you want to incorporate some. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But keep on listening and let's get into it. So the first thing that I really want to try and do a better job at doing is halting and just taking care of myself. And so I think I've talked about halt before on this podcast, I'm not sure, but basically I first heard the idea of halt on Whitney Cummings' podcast, Good For You. So I don't want to take credit for this, I have no idea where she got it from, but basically halt is, it stands for something, so H-A-L-T. So next time you're feeling any sort of negative emotion, you want to halt and ask yourself, are you H, hungry, A, angry, L, lonely, or T, tired, question mark? And if you answer yes to any of those questions, I mean, if you're feeling pretty down and crummy, there's a good chance you'll probably answer yes to more than one letter. Then you should take care of yourself. You should halt and take care of yourself and take care of whatever those things are. So let's say I come home from a long day at school and I'm super unhappy. I'm not feeling it. I'm just like, like, you know, you want to throw your backpack against the wall and nothing in your fridge looks good to eat. Well, halt. Are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Well, chances are coming home from school, I'm hungry and I'm tired. You know, maybe I'm not lonely or angry, but I'm hungry and tired for sure. So if I eat a snack and I take like a 20 minute power nap, there's a good chance that I'm going to wake up feeling way better and being like, Mom, what was I really upset about? My backpack didn't need to be thrown against the wall. I don't know why I was acting like that. And so where I'm going with all of this is that if you can just halt and take care of your bare needs as a person, you know, just keeping yourself well-clothed, well-groomed, rested, you know, keep your social connections up, I think that I can be a lot happier as a person, and perhaps you can too. And next, the second thing that I want to keep in mind in 2023 is really deciding what's worth my energy. Kind of this idea of picking and choosing my battles. And I've always heard this, one of my best friends, she is very wise, very patient, and she's a big believer in pick and choose your battles. I mean, I think that has a lot of weight to say because if you choose to get upset over every single little thing that goes wrong in your life or that goes wrong in your relationship or whatever, you're not going to be very happy. You're probably going to be miserable a lot of the time. And I think something that has really put it into easy and clear words, I read in Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fork. The word is not fork, it's actually a curse word. You can guess which one, but I'm trying to be more more language friendly on this podcast. And so 
If you haven't heard of this self-help book, it is very, very popular. It is a New York Times bestseller. I think that this book is amazing because it really teaches you to look at things in your life from a new perspective. Now, warning, my only complaint about this book is there's a little bit too much testosterone jokes, like weird kind of sexual, you know, like... It's not bad, like it's not super inappropriate, but it's like, come on, man, I could have done without that. You know, I, I get it, you're trying to be funny, but I think I could have used without it. But that's besides the point. If it weren't for that, I would literally give this book a perfect rating. But hey, we can't all be perfect. And so in this book, Mark Manson has um, a part that says something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, this is not my own words, but imagine you're in the grocery store, okay, and you watch this old lady start yelling at the cashier when the cashier won't accept her coupons. And in your head, you're like, that's really stupid. Like, why is she throwing such a big fit over these coupons? Well, what Manson suggests is that what if this old lady... What if couponing is all she has right now? Like, for instance, a lot of her family, like her husband has passed away, her kids are kind of rotten and they don't really come to see her anymore, and she's just pretty unhappy with life. But couponing is the one thing that gets her out of bed in the morning. And so now that she's at the grocery store and she's trying to hand her coupons to this, I don't know, 17-year-old high schooler who looks probably hungover and hates their life, and it's like, no, we don't take these anymore. That's why she's so upset is because couponing is all she has. And so basically what Manson is saying is that you have to choose what to give a fork about. And if you don't have any bigger things going on in your life, you're probably going to start giving forks about little things that don't truly matter. So I'm not saying that, you know, this old lady, this hypothetical old lady and her coupons is not important, but I think that a lot of the times we as people sometimes tend to care or put too much energy or pick a battle that really isn't that significant. We're only picking it because we don't have something bigger to be worrying about. And so another way to think about this is think of a college student or a high school student or literally any student during any time of exam. You know, it's finals exam season or midterms. Let's say, you know, you have crazy midterms, right? But you and your best friend just had a fight. You know, you'll probably... Not, not a, a crazy fight, but let's say like a mini argument, you know? Around final season, there's a good chance that you'll just let that little mini fight or argument go. But if you are in the dead of summer break and you guys got nothing going on, you'll probably fight more about that little argument. And that's simply because you just don't have something bigger in your life to be worrying about. And I think that this thinking is somewhat flawed because everything has a flaw to it. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think it's a great way for me and hopefully maybe you to think about the problems that you choose in your life. You know, oh, dang it, your TV remote is out of batteries. Ugh. Are you really going to let that bother your day, though? Like, are you? Your TV remote not working? When you could just get up and walk 50 feet to the counter or the kitchen whatever and get more batteries and so yeah and I think that also just ties back to the idea of halt 
if you are angry, lonely, and tired, and your TV remote runs out of batteries, and you've sat down, perfect position, popcorn in hand, snacks around you, you're gonna be way more annoyed and pissed off than if you were having a pretty good day and you came home relaxed from work or school or wherever you were, and then you sit down and your TV remote's out of batteries. So yeah. This whole little spiel that I went on is just reinforcing the idea to myself, and hopefully it makes sense to you, that we gotta pick and choose our battles. And picking and choosing your battles becomes a lot easier when you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that will be it for today's episode. I hope that you really enjoyed I don't know. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling for the new year? Can we believe it's already 2023? Like, holy bananas. That's crazy. Alrighty, have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye! Bye.